So first of all, um, I wanted to obviously thank the nourishers. They have been really, really a, a great support and drive to me. Um, 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 you know, I wouldn't have I wouldn't have been doing this lecture if it wasn't for them. They constantly push me. They they tell me, "Do you want to do this? Do you want to do, you know, a program? Uh, do you want to do?" So it's just it's been great with them, and I'm and I'm really and I do believe in the law of attraction. <laughs> um, yeah, so yeah, um, so uh, I have been working uh, in the corporate field. First of all, my name is Farah Al Halwachi. <laughs> um, I've been working in the corporate field um, for about. 11 to 12 years um, from the private sector to semi-government um, and, and the whole lot uh, worked with many people, diverse, um, Bahrainis, et cetera. Decided to leave my corporate job uh, to focus more on my family, three young kids, um, and my husband, of course. Um, then when the pandemic hit, I it was all about schooling the kids, making sure they're fed, making sure they're okay. And you sort of lose yourself because you can't go out. Um, you can't do your normal things. You can't meet up with friends, can't go meet family. So I, I was afraid that I would go into a deep, dark place that I obviously didn't want to go to. So I was very much aware of, of the situation. Um, and, uh, you know, I mean, my husband works in Saudi, borders were shut. We don't know when, when the pandemic will end, when the borders will open. So I had to keep myself sane, other than exercising, um, which uh, I'm passionate about. Um, I had to keep me occupied and sent to something I like. So I decided to go ahead and study uh, fitness and nutrition. Okay, it has been a passion of mine, so I decided to go and pursue it. Um, and alhamdulillah, I worked pretty hard over the summer and the following months, and I earned my title as a nutritionist and personal trainer. Um, and now I'm very much interested into the whole mental wellness, um, health coaching, uh, doing it for myself and doing it for my clients as well um, as part of my, my PT packages. Um, so, uh, so far it's been very good and, uh, I do it out of, um, you know, love for the subject, um, and, um, and I'll see where it takes me. Okay. So that's a bit about myself. Um, hi Hamed. Thanks for opening. Uh, I enjoyed your smile though. Your profile pic was really nice. I was just looking at it, you know, smiling. I was like, oh, nice. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Thank you. First of all, I just wanted you to finish your intro and, uh, you know, I just want to welcome you for being with us here. Thank you for putting the time and effort. And as, um, as you mentioned, we are here to empower people like you, people that are really passionate and, you know, have to add value to the world. So thank you once again. And thank you for everyone who's joining us. As you know, these weekly meetings are here to add value to you guys and add um, the information and knowledge that we gain out of all these years to invest it in you guys. Um, information is something that's really valuable. And I feel like, you know, the, the, the idea of investing in us and being able to extract simpler information that we could invest it and plant it within you guys so that you guys grow and flourish is our purpose in life. So thank you once again for being with us, uh, Farah, and we're here to listen to your lecture. 
and get to learn more from you. Thanks, Hamad. Thanks. Hi, welcome, Sundas. Okay, so um, the topic uh, for tonight is mindfulness. Now, let me just read out the, um, the, the textbook definition of mindfulness. Okay, so mindfulness is a type of meditation in which you focus on being intensely aware of what you're sensing and feeling around in your environment in the moment without interpretation or judgment, okay? And it goes on to say, practicing mindfulness uh, involves a lot uh, of uh, breathing methods, breathing techniques, guided imagery, and other practices to relax the body and the mind, and ultimately to help us in reducing our stress, okay? So that is the, the textbook definition of mindfulness. Um, so it's very much around meditation and breathing techniques and, and all of that. Now, um, my definition uh, or my you know, basic input into this uh, whole concept of mindfulness um, is that um, for me, when I think of being mindful, it's is being very present in the now, okay? And focusing on what you are doing now in the current, current status, not thinking about the past or worrying about the future, even if it's like in an hour's time or like, like for example, I was having dinner with my kids before coming here, okay? So I'm, I wasn't, I, I'm, I put the time in, I prepared for this workshop, for the seminar, this webinar, and that's it. I put my papers away, I put the laptop away. I am very much with them um, having dinner, having a meaningful conversation, okay? So it's really being present in the now as you know, we are today in the present time and not, not worrying about what will happen after a half an hour or one hour or a day or in the future, okay? So we plan as much as we can uh, but at the end of the day, you know, things are things happen that are are unplanned, or you know, things happen in life. So we can't plan out everything, okay? Um, and uh, so, from my person, why do why am I saying this? Because from my personal experience, I used to plan out the day like by minute, like literally by minute. When I was in 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 in, in university, my, my, we would be having um, you know uh, our our um, our break. So we used to go to the cafeteria, UOB, the green cafeteria or something like that, or the white or something like that, I don't know. <laughs> so, um, and I used to, like, I used to write out like one till 1.15, we'll be doing this. And then 1.15 till 1.30, you know, and my friend was like, what are you doing? I mean, why are you doing this to yourself? I couldn't function otherwise, okay? Um, so um, I was always worrying about the future and wondering, um, you know, and not being present in the present time. Um, so as you can tell, you know, I was obsessed with planning. Now I'm very much, I plan, okay? I plan, I have a long, you know, short-term, medium, long-term plan, uh, depending on your definition of those. And I also have a to-do list that I do every day. Uh, but once I write it down, I not forget about it, but I don't revisit it so often, okay? Because I am mindful that I have done my job or my work um, as it should be. So I don't need to revisit it and worry myself 
uh, always. Um, okay, uh, so the difference is now that I write my lists mindfully, meaning that um, I am aware of my other obligations. So I know how much time uh, I have on my actual time that I have on my hands to do things that are not related to like family stuff, especially now the kids are on vacation as well. Um, so, uh, so, and also to what's important. Uh, so my list uh, has the important stuff and for today's, for example, to-do list has the urgent stuff. You know, some things are not urgent, uh, some things are not important, but they are urgent. Um, so this is how I, I, um, I am mindful in, um, in planning what I need to do. Okay, so uh, taking um, into account uh, those things. Um, I would like to add one one thing if, in regarding to what you said, yes, Farah. Of course. Um, the, the ability of um, structuring and having a plan, you know, keep us more conscious. Um, we right. are able to have more control over our day. The problem is, um, I love what you mentioned that, you know, like you seek to plan everything by the minute because you're planning ahead. And that kind of gets you anxious, gets you stressed out. The only thing that I would say that would get us to have that balance is the ability to structure our day so that we know what we have to do it. The only thing that we, the, the ability of adding mindfulness is being aware that you need to be flexible because life happens. Exactly. Things happen out of the ordinary. That might have, uh, might have uh, get us out of that plan. And if we don't have that uh, ability to have enough flexibility around the things that we planned out, then this is what will add more burden on us. And this is where it would be, you know, like um, it will hurt us because we haven't uh, went through with the plan that we put for us. Exactly. Um, and as well, um, just touching on the point of, um, you know, self-care and mental health, you know, you need to include time for yourself during the day. So it's not all about career, about work, about family, about, you know, friends, I mean, friends needing you. Okay. So it's about you also um, and your mental health and your mental well-being to put in some time daily, um, whatever that might be. It could be just you know, having a cup of coffee or whatever, you know, um, and just relaxing with yourself for 10 minutes or 15 minutes, as simple as that, you know, so, so these things really, and establishing a, a good routine for yourself is, is ultimately the best thing to do for yourself. Um, okay. Uh, so uh, allow me to take this opportunity to share some of the practical things that I've learned um, uh, over the years um, and how we can put mindfulness and being mindful um, into, into actual, you know, into, into practice. Okay, so the first thing is to pay attention. So like um, what, we, what we spoke about earlier, um, you know, I was having dinner with my family and just taking the time to appreciate that we are here together, you know, eliminating any distractions, no, uh, you know, no TV and no playing with your phone. Okay, your phone, keep it away from you. Just being present and enjoying the moment with them. And also not the moment with them, appreciating the food that you're eating, like 
you know, enjoying, enjoying the taste, enjoying the smell, um, enjoying just, you know, with, with, with all of your five senses, you know, the, the, the way it looks, okay? Just being present where you are, okay? So paying attention to all of those details. We take these things for granted. I know it might seem silly when I'm talking about it, but we, we take these things for granted. You know, we're always picking up our phone, always checking our messages. Who cares if, if you know, you don't reply to your messages in an hour or if it's urgent, people will call you, period. <laughs> okay, no, if it's urgent, people will call you. They're not gonna message you. Okay, um, so that covers paying attention, living in the moment. And then there's one that you need to accept yourself as you are, you know, nobody's perfect. You accept yourself, you're mindful that, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created you the way you are for a reason, okay? Um, you, you accept yourself in terms of the way you look, in terms of your appearance, um, in terms of, you know, um, the way you think, there's always room to grow, um, but just to treat yourself the way you would, you, that the way you would treat someone that you love, okay? You should love yourself ultimately, the, you know, you should love yourself um, and, and, uh, and be mindful of what you put into your body, how you treat your body, um, you, uh, how, how you function mentally and all of that. Now, another thing um, is uh, to be mindful, which I think, um, you know, the, the book definition uh, spoke a lot about uh, meditation and breathing and focusing on your breathing. Um, so focusing on your breathing, I think, is, 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 is one of the very good ways, especially when you're agitated, you're anxious. Um, they always say, you know, if you, you're, you're upset, you know, you want to, you're frustrated, take a deep breath in, count to 10. You know, these are all techniques that are very simple, but sometimes we just forget, you know, in the spur of the moment. Um, and it's a very good technique to eliminate negative thoughts. Okay, so eliminating negative thoughts, um, try to, if you don't meditate, then try to just close your eyes, count to 10, or do some deep breathing, that really helps. And not only it helps in, you know, managing your anger and all of that, no, it also actually helps with your core. Okay, now this is me, the, the fitness <laughs> side speaking, you know, um, working on your core is not only about working your muscles in terms of like exercise, you know, like crunches and planks and all of that cardio stuff. And no, breathing exercises is in fact uh, very much related to the core and strengthening that, uh, that whole abdomen and back area. Okay. Um, uh, yeah. So um, I was just going to say, and especially for us ladies who, who you know, give birth and, and, and all of that. So it's very important to strengthen your core, even as uh, males, um, it's the essence. It's what holds you essentially upright, you know? So you have to focus on your core. Um, and even when you breathe, when you breathe, you shouldn't breathe, you know, superficially, as they say, from the throat. It always needs to come from the, from the stomach, from your gut. Okay, um, a bit off topic. <laughs> Move to topic now. Um, so uh, mindfulness, um, I want to talk about it. Um, uh, so meditation is one thing. We have, uh, you know, there's many resources online. There's the Bahrain Meditation Center. I think they still do webinars probably virtually. I used to attend uh, religiously um, 
a long time ago. Um, and they're great. Their, their webinars are great. The, the people there are really nice. They used to do half day retreats, which was amazing, uh, all vegan food. Um, and it was a very nice experience. So I think uh, having a bit of background about meditation will definitely help in reaching that mindfulness state. I wanted to talk a bit about um, two, again, topics very much related to, to, to my, my field of interest mindful movement, which basically means, um, you know, uh, the exercising and also the downtime. So being mindful about your downtime, okay, or alone time. And another uh, type of mindfulness is mindful eating or um, the synonym wouldn't be intuitive eating. Um, those are a bit different, but they are, they can be correlated. So I want to focus on those two things um, uh, before concluding the session. So mindful movement, mindful exercise, okay? So people think that they have to, in order to look a certain way, either you want to be very skinny or you want to be you know, full of muscles, you need to kill it at the gym, okay? You need to go to the gym religiously, uh, do your cardio for one hour, you need to do strength training after it, you know, and, and put in all those hours into the gym, okay? Um, now, it really is like sort of a self-imposed bubble and a, and, and a pressure that we, we put ourselves in and that we live in and that we create for ourselves, okay? Um, so really living with the pressure uh, bring so much stress and, and anxiety to a person's uh, life. Like, for example, you need to schedule, uh, um, you know, an hour or two hours at the gym every day. Not many people have that time, that time nowadays, okay? And is it really needed to do it every single day? You need to be mindful of, of what your body needs and what you want. You know, you might not want to work out seven times or even five times or even four times in, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a week. Does that mean it's bad? Not necessarily, okay? So you have to listen to your mind and your body, but there is a distinction between that and you being lazy, okay? So it's like, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not in it for like four days or three. I just don't wanna do it a day or, you know, or like one day and then two weeks. That's being lazy, okay? So there, there is a, there's a, it's not a fine line actually. <laughs> there's a difference between being lazy and being mindful also. So we have to, um, you know, you have to be conscious, you need to be mindful of that, <laughs> okay? Um, uh, so while some body types do need, uh, you know, a certain uh, regime or a certain um, workout schedule to look a certain way, um, but it's, that's not the only point of you working out, okay? It's not to look a certain way. Um, so exercise nourishes both the body and the mind, okay? So, um, so just listen to, to your body and listen to what, you, what, what it wants, okay? Um, and exercise also can be a very good form of, I would say, you know, meditation is when you're in a very calm state, but you could sort of meditate when you are actually um, exercising. Or, or, or think of your plans or think mindfully of what you, you know, or resolve some issues or problems that you have while you're exercising. 
So I do that a lot, uh, especially when I go on uh, walks or jogs. It just clears my mind out and, um, and I purposely think of a certain topic that I've been um, thinking about a lot and cannot resolve. Uh, and, I, and I feel that exercise helps clear my mind and clear, um, and, and by the end of it, I believe it or not, I oftentimes than not, I do reach like a conclusion of where um, my stance is on this X topic or X problem. Um, uh, so, so, so the next time you work out, really observe how you feel. Are you feeling anxious? Are you feeling angry? Um, are you feeling excited? Do you feel strong? Do you feel, um, uh, you know, um, does it support your overall well-being? Or are you just exercising for the sake of exercising? Or thinking that, you know, I want to exercise and just to get this over with? Because, I mean, that's not the point, right? You know, when you want, when you do things out of, um, out of, um, like you're forced to, okay? You don't do it in the correct way. So next time when you go to exercise, listen to your body. Is this really what my body is asking me to do? Do I enjoy this type of, maybe it's the exercise. Maybe it's the time of day. Maybe you haven't had a proper meal before exercising. It could be many factors. So just what I'm asking you to do is just be mindful of how you feel when you exercise, okay? Um, uh, so as we said, it needs to be enjoyable for it to be sustainable. That's another uh, important topic that a lot of people come and tell me, you know, I, I put on a little, lot of weight, uh, say for whatever reason. So I decided to exercise. I, I was going to the gym. I was just having a conversation with uh, one of the ladies on Instagram. And she was saying she went to aqua aerobics and cardio on the treadmill every single day for about an hour or an hour and a half. She got to her target weight, she left the gym, she left aqua aerobics. And then after a year, she gained more weight than she initially started with. So, I mean, so I kept on asking her, you know, about the reasons and all of that. And then you, you sort of find that it's because they did it for a certain goal, which is great, but then you need to sustain it. Okay, so you need to be mindful also of the type of exercises that you that you that you engage in, uh, because um, you want it to be sustainable. Like we said, it's not only about you want to look a certain way, but you want to also sustain it for your mental health and mental well-being. Okay, um, anybody has any comments, any inputs uh, up to this point? I would like to add um, something, as you mentioned. What I love about what you said, again, how you kind of projected, you know, some of the stuff that you actually um, could do as mindfulness. I love putting a list of every single thing that comes to mind that kind of be um, under the umbrella of mindfulness. As you mentioned, like walking, having yoga, you know, sometimes just listening to music, sitting still. Like one of my own practices is praying. When I pray, it's like we pray five times a day. You know, it is actually very meditative, you know, and, you know, this, the, the, that every single time I pray, you know, that mind silence, man, the mind silence that I go and put myself into and the breathing helps me a lot. And, and that's something I do five times a day. So um, what I love about, as you mentioned, the things that we have, you know, the, the ability of having all these tools, you know, you could always plug and play throughout your day. 
You know, what I mean by that is the more mindful of all the practices that you have, it's easy that you could incorporate them into your day-to-day life. And as you mentioned, I love that you mentioned that do what you love and do things because you enjoy them, because you're not punishing yourself into the body you want to get to, right? So that's why the more you enjoy it, the more you incorporate things that you like, it's more sustainable. So I just wanted to highlight that, um, as you mentioned. Uh, thank you for that. Sure. Um, and I also met somebody who actually used exercise as a punishment for herself. So she was mentally not in a great state. So um, uh, she thought she was using exercise to release her negative emotions, but she then realized that she was actually using it um, in a hurtful way to her for her body and for herself because she was over-exercising. And then that's ultimately, you know, uh, backfired on her. So we have to be mindful in, all, in pretty much all of our daily activities and, and, and what we're doing. Anybody else wants to add before moving on to mindful eating? I love going to the gym. See, like, for example, Nejma, Nejwa loves going to the gym. I hate going to the gym. I don't like the gym. Um, it's uh, for me, see, I mean, you do what, what you, what you like and what's sustainable to you, it, but it's, diff- yes, it is difficult. Like, um, Hamid was saying before you joined, we have to, I mean, we have to be flexible nowadays, especially with, um, with Corona, we have to be flexible. Unfortunately, any ideas, set up your own gym at home. I know Najwa, you have two kids. Okay, Najwa is a very good friend of mine. Um, set up your own gym at home. I know it's difficult with the kids, okay? Um, so uh, whether in the garden or in your house, uh, with even with limited equipment, you can use your body weight to do effectively any exercise that you want and target any muscle group that you want. You do not need heavy weights. You, you need heavy weights. You can use what? You can use uh, oil cans, okay? You can use... Uh, uh, semi-filled uh, water bottle uh, thingies, <laughs> okay? So exactly, the idea is to be alone away from the, exactly, so, so, and they have to understand. That's another thing, right? You know, that's another thing. <clears throat> you need to uh, create that space for you, okay? And your kids need to understand that. Now you're, you know, uh, having a six-year-old is different than having a two-year-old. I, 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 I agree with that. But at the end of the day, your six-year-old will understand, right? That this time is for, for mama to, to, to do what she needs to do, okay? Some people also, one of my friends, I tell her, for example, I felt that she's a bit, you know, not so happy with the current situation, with work, with the environment, with everything going on in the world. Um, so I felt that she needed a bit of a breather. So I told her, come, let's go for a walk. It was last week. She said, and mind you, she works. Um, she has two young kids. She works from eight till five. Uh, I told her anytime, anytime after five, let me know I'm ready. You know what her response was? Her response was, um, no, I feel guilty for leaving the kids because I don't see them, you know, all day. Um, uh, so, uh, I can't go for half an hour, uh, for a walk again, 
she needs to think of herself as well. What's the point of a, of a, of a, of a human being if they're not functioning the way they should be functioning? Okay, taking out half an hour isn't, you know, we can do it when they sleep, you know? I mean, I don't go out at night, but I told her I'm willing to do it when they sleep, okay? But even that she didn't want to. So you, you have to be mindful. You have to be aware that you also, you, I'm gonna say this, okay? You come first, okay? I know the kids are important, but if you do not put yourself first, sometimes, okay, then you will also fall apart. And, and, and that's much harder to pick up the pieces when you fall apart than, you know, taking out half an hour, uh, one hour of, of your, you know, you can do it, you can stay, you can say two times a week, three times a week. So Najwa, uh, set up a place, a safe place where you feel that, you know, you're comfortable doing your exercises and just tell them, guys, you know, just tell them this is my time now. You can do it. If you can't do it for an hour, that's fine. You can do it for half an hour, 20 minutes. Okay. An effective workout. You can do it for 20 minutes, half an hour. Okay. Um, I would uh, like to add uh, one thing to what you said. Um, yeah. Farah. Um, yeah. The, the idea behind putting boundaries, guys, Siani, and this is something we spoke earlier. Boundaries are meant to be respected by you first and then enforced yes. on others. Yes. If you guys don't actually respect them yourself, then you will break them and people will get used to them. And this is where you get the, into the dilemma that every time yeah. you want to do something for yourself, they're like, um, they'll start arguing with you. You know, you don't have enough time for us and this and that because they got mm -hmm. used to you not putting yourself first. So mm -hmm. mind you that it's really important to put your boundaries, set them right, communicate with your loved ones, your family, your husband and whatsoever, whoever that needs to understand them, enforce it on them, because if you don't do that, you're just breaking your own boundaries. And, you know, eventually they would not have something to respect about them. It all comes down to, you know, setting these boundaries, because once you set these, they are part of your self-care routine as well, you know, um, and it's yes. really important for you to incorporate them in your day-to-day -day life. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And just talking about boundaries, um, we also sometimes forget ourselves at work and we try to prove more than we should. And we forget these boundaries. You know, we stay late. We, you know, we just take and work and forget that, hey, you know, if we take in all of this work, then we'll, you know, we'll lose out on something from us, from ourselves. So boundaries also, you know, it's the whole, the whole, the whole realm. Okay. Uh, thanks, guys, for your input. Um, we're going to move on to mindful eating, uh, intuitive eating. Um, so uh, a lot of people suffer from eating disorders, um, and, and it's 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 a it's more or less it's a coping mechanism for anxiety. Okay, that really manifests itself in the mind. Okay. Um, so the first step to realizing that one has a problem uh, is actually acknowledging that, that, that you have it and then going for therapy and probably support from family, from friends, uh, etc. Now, eating mindfully um, plays a very big role um, in, in, in regulating this anxiety that you have. Okay, um, learning um, what foods are good for you, 
okay? Um, what makes you feel great when you eat it? What makes you feel happy when you eat it? Uh, what fills you up with energy when you eat it? You know, all of these uh, elements are, Hamid, I think you will resonate with this, are bio-individual, okay? So um, what might, you know, avocados are great, okay? What's great for me might not be great for you. So having these, you know, predefined lists um, of, you know, you need to eat avocados, you need to eat eggs, you need to eat nuts, healthy fats, blah, blah, blah. But it might not work for everybody, okay? Maybe I don't like it. I don't like the taste, okay? So why should I eat it? <laughs> there are many other alternatives. So you need to find what you, what your body uh, feels uh, good with and resonates with, okay? Um, and so we need to, you know, feed us our, our, our bodies with high, high quality, nutritious uh, foods. But that does not mean that we cut out completely the sugars. Some people think that, you know, um, they should. Okay, I personally think it's impossible. Okay, so so why are you even trying to? You have to. You can limit it. Okay, I mean, the best thing to do is limit it but not to cut it out, okay? Uh, because unless, unless you're a, a bodybuilder, uh, you're working towards a certain athletic goal where you, you, you can't have sugar, you need to look a certain way, then that's a different topic. But if you're a normal individual, um, then you should have all food groups, uh, including you know, a bit of sugar, a bit of you know, honey, a bit of whatever, an ice cream, cake, cookies, and it's not going to kill you, okay? But, but just the timing of when to have it um, uh, and the quantity is what you need to be mindful of, okay? So basically, it's balancing out the good food and the bad food, uh, if you will. Now, um, so nowadays, we're very busy, okay? We're very busy. Uh, we, 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 things are on the go, you know, even our coffee is on the go. Okay, which, which I don't understand because, you know, it's very easy to make coffee at home and much cheaper, but a lot of people, you know, take away, you know, take, take out coffee. Um, um, and these are often more than not filled with a lot of calories, you know, a cup of coffee with, the, you know, skimmed milk is not more than like five calories or, I mean, at tops. <laughs> okay. And when you take it out, you know, outside, you know, the toppings and all of that, it can, can, it can be very calorific. So just being mindful of what you put into your system uh, is very important. Um, yeah, exactly. You know, you just say, oh, I just, you know, just, a, a, just a, a bite, spoonful of know, sugar. I mean, just, it just one bite. Exactly. If you, if you uh, track uh, your calories um, on whatever, you know, uh, application, you will be very surprised like dark chocolate, you know, a square, one square of 85% dark chocolate, that's a six, that's 60 calories right there. And you're talking about 85% dark chocolate and you're talking about one square. Okay. So just think about that for a minute. I teach, I teach my clients and I'm sure like a couple of people here, the, mm -hmm. they always say every little becomes a lot. Just mm -hmm. remember that. Yes. And don't eat, don't eat out of a bag, okay? Or don't eat out of a tub of ice cream. <laughs> Always put it in a, in a, in a, where you can see it, you know, because then, you know, uh, you just had to dark chocolate. Yeah, dark chocolate is great for the, um, 
it's great for the for, for, for it's a great antioxidant you know um, and it's a great pre-workout snack also um it gives you gives you energy it's great okay uh so like we were saying earlier eating mindfully okay uh, blocking out all distractions around you because when you eat with your phone eat with the tv you actually eat quicker um uh you you eat quicker which means you eat more than you actually need because it takes your brain to realize you're full around 20 minutes for the, the stomach to send signals to your brain that, oh, I'm actually full. So imagine eating very quickly in like five, 10 minutes, you're gonna keep on eating <laughs> uh, more calories than, or more, more than, it's not about calories. Like, I don't like to talk about calories because I don't track my calories. Um, I just did for a certain experiment uh, last week. Uh, but um, yeah, so um, what, what was I saying? Yeah, it's not for the calories, okay? It's just about, you don't need that much. You don't need that much food into your system. Okay, um, so just pay attention. What makes you feel good? What makes you happy when you eat it? Um, uh, so for example, um, imagine, uh, let me share the story. My six-year-old, for some odd reason, did not want to eat the white of eggs. She, used to, she, she likes the yolk, but she doesn't want the white. And the white has a lot of nutrients as well. So I kept on pushing her to eat the white, you know, I mean, why don't you, I used to mix, you know, when I do scrambled eggs, I used to mix it and I used to put uh, uh, curcum, turmeric with it, just so that she, does, she doesn't uh, realize there's, you know, there's the white with it. Then uh, she has a bit of eczema. So we did a blood test. She's actually allergic to the white of eggs. That was so interesting to me. And I was like, my goodness, uh, um, her body knew what she needed and what she wanted and i was telling her otherwise so so yeah so so your body tells you things that uh, that, that that's that's pretty impressive so you should listen to it um uh like i said listen to it um mindfully okay and uh, part of uh, putting a food journal uh, is is this exactly when you give yourself a chance and you're not distracting yourself, you know exactly what you're eating at that given moment. And you get to feel, uh, is this food making me feel bloated? Is it giving me, like it gets me gases? You know, mm -hmm. do I feel nauseous after it? This yeah. is all indications though, your body crying out for help, you know, telling you don't eat that kind of food. So that's really good, um, you know, like you mentioned, so that people would keep track of uh, what they eat and what kind of reacts negatively towards them. Yes. Um, and so the, the sort of the last statement is the connection between the, your, your gut or your stomach, okay, your stomach health and your brain is, is, is very strong, okay. So uh, we need to put that extra effort into uh, our food. Um, um, uh, iPhones in, I'll just read that in a bit. Okay, so we need to put that extra effort into uh, thinking about what we're putting into our, our bodies, okay? And mindful eating is a bit different than intuitive eating. Intuitive eating is knowing what to eat when and by which quantities without using an app that to tell you that, okay? And it's a lifestyle thing. You don't learn it uh, overnight. You do it by trial and error. This is exactly the experiment that I did uh, a week ago. So uh, I think I'm a good intuitive eater, but I wasn't sure. 
And I didn't want to be uh, talking about something without me being 100% sure about it. So what I did was I opened my fitness pal and I tracked my calories, every single thing that I ate. And I didn't like, I didn't eat uh, in a certain way because I'm tracking. No, I ate whatever I wanted to eat or intuitively thought that this is what I should eat. And it didn't come to a surprise to me, not to sound arrogant or conceited, but I was actually within the calorie um, uh, uh, limit of for my body weight and exercise level and all of that. So I felt that it was great. And also I was hitting more or less the right macronutrients, which is the proteins, the fats, the carbohydrates. Um, so intuitive eating is a very powerful tool when used mindfully and used properly can do wonders to you. Um, and it doesn't take much effort because it becomes, you know, one plus one after you, knowing, you know, um, how to do it. Okay. Um, so yeah. Uh, I like I found to same... add, sorry. Uh, I, sorry. Yeah. I'm, I'm someone that is kind of not against intuitive eating, but yeah, I mean, okay. I don't like the whole movement behind intuitive eating and giving people the wrong perspective. Okay. You did what you did because you're educated. You're yes. educated about the food. This yes. is the only thing, guys, you need to do. Educate yes. yourself around food and then become Absolutely. intuitive. That's all I have to add to it. Absolutely. You can't be intuitive with just reading books, okay? Uh, you, you, I mean, you have to start somewhere and books probably or, or you know, proper sources uh, is fine, but you have to learn it the proper way. Because what if what is it? How do you do it? Where do you start? You're going to be doubting every bite you put into your mouth, right? So there's a process. There's a um, there's a whole movement. Uh, there's a whole like science behind it. Okay. So, um, but I think from my experience, when done correctly, and to be and to add, it is preferably done at a young age. Because then it builds, you know, you just become it, okay, so to speak. But it that doesn't mean that you can't learn it later on in life. But um, because it's tiring, it's tiring to put in every single calorie, every single detail into your fitness pal, okay? Um, so, so I think uh, for me, it worked. For other people, it might not work. It, it, it might be something else that works. So again, you need to look at how, um, what works for you and what doesn't. Okay, I'm obsessed, I'm reading the chat. I'm obsessed with calories as if I'm starting to see food like numbers. I want a way to get rid of this because I don't feel the taste of food at all. Yeah. And this is why like, um, because when you put down food, oh, let me put, then, you know, we need to put like the sauce of the pasta separately. Oh my goodness, pesto, uh, a tablespoon of pesto, is that much calories? I just put in like five, you know what I mean? So you get so obsessed and this is why I don't like tracking. And this is why I prefer intuitively eating, but it doesn't come easily and it does, it, it needs practice, okay? you don't feel the taste of food because you feel guilty. You're using food like the previous lady I was talking about. She's using exercise as a punishment. You're using food 
how can I say this? Uh, you're not taking pleasure in what you're eating because you're thinking of the numbers, you're thinking of the calories, right? So um, with this, I, I mean, you just have to, yeah, okay. So you just have to be mindful of, you know, relatively, you know, for example, this is X many calories. I had, for example, two toasts of bread this morning, okay? Should I be having, again, you know, a bowl full of rice for lunch? This is a very simple example, okay? A very simple example, very straightforward, an emotional eater, yeah. So very straightforward. For example, I had, um, you know, I had jam, okay? I had jam with my bread and I had a lot of jam in the morning. Should I really be having, for example, that full Snickers bar? You could probably have a quarter of it. Just simple things. I, I think that, that, that if we thought about just a bit more and tweaked in our daily lives would go very far, okay? Um, yeah, emotional eater as well. Um, emotional eating, you know, is, is a whole different topic as well, um, which maybe we can we can we can tackle at a different time. Uh, if you guys are interested in it, I could actually host the session. That's my speciality. So yeah, if you guys are actually interested, uh, yeah. share on the WhatsApp later on, and uh, we could actually talk about it. Yeah, I think it's an interesting one. Yeah, uh, I wanted to contribute a little bit. Um, yes. To, to what the topic's revolving around. Mm -hmm. So uh, when I was with Hamad, uh, I was actually an active member with Hamad during his uh, group coaching program. Mm -hmm. And he introduced us to this uh, method that if, if you're tracking your calories and you're having goals for per week, how much you need to take, mm -hmm. uh, you can actually take that extra Snickers bar or uh, that extra rice bowl. Um, only if you actually equate to the right amount of calories you wanted to take for that specific week. And you yeah. could also balance it out on the other way around. Um, I, I'm just repeating what Hamid said, by the way. It's, it's really mm. interesting. So I just wanted yeah. to share it with you guys one more time. Yeah. Yes. Um, he brought up the example of, uh, for example, if, you, if you're having a gathering or a night out with friends and you know that they're going to make um, good food and a lot of food, like junk food. So uh, you could maybe equate that and plan yeah. ahead that you're going to continue eating those calories that you're going to um, trade off in the early, early. So if, for example, the gatherings on, uh, if, if the gathering, then maybe you think on Wednesday and Thursday and the days before you could eat less so that on Friday you could have that feast. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Uh, yeah. So Hamad, hats off for that. Um, I also wanted to uh, add on to the points you're saying that um, eating well actually is uh, very correlated to the way you're thinking mm -hmm. and uh, they go hand in hand together. Uh, just wanted to conclude it with that. Yes. No, <laughs> absolutely. absolutely. Thank you so much. Absolutely. And just speaking to your point, uh, so the first day I tracked my calories, I was 140 above what I should be eating, okay? All right. The next day I was 137 above what I should be eating, okay? The third day I was 100 below what I was supposed to be eating. And the next day I was 150 below what I was supposed to be eating. 
and etc. So, so like you said, exactly that main, you know, that balance, because maybe my body just needed those extra calories on that specific day. Or like you said, in a gathering and you want to, you want to eat the food for, uh, for, for, and you don't want to restrict yourself, which is great. Um, so I, I, I totally 100% second that. Um, and, and I'm confident to say that because I did my own mini sort of experiment also. Um, so yeah, I'm struggling with deciding how much should I eat and if I'm full or not and feel guilty most of the time after meals because of that, as well as choosing the kind of food. Okay. Um, my general rule is stop when you're 70 to 80% full. So um, when, when you, when you think that you're when you think that you know an extra you know extra bites will actually fill you up uh, to the maximum just stop and also visually okay so so know how much you usually eat uh, sure mahmoud uh, thanks for thanks for joining um, it was nice to have your input thanks a lot okay so visually as well um, if you uh, if you know how much you eat, okay, usually you eat this much, and that makes you hundred percent full. Then next time, put you know eight, 20, 30 percent less than that, and try going with that. So it's in in eating, it's like trial and trial and error. Okay, uh, you could try to track your calories uh, if you wanted to go that route. Um, Okay, so there are different multiple techniques um, on, on how we can on how we can address this. Anybody yeah. else? I think Farah, um, regarding what everyone's talking about, um, yeah. more or less, the, you know, we all heard about the placebo effect, right? Where yeah. you know anything like we can take a sugar pill and actually give could give us the effect of the real pill itself. Uh, the nocebo effect is the other way around. And this is what we do with the food. The more you see food as something that would harm you, you know, like you feel guilty when you eat it, your body will intercept that this is not something that is good for you. And it might harm you more than the food itself. So having mindfulness, which is one of the main things that you need to do, is being more aware. You don't get fat because you're eating. You actually get fat because you're overeating. And that's the difference. And how do you do that is by controlling your portions being mindful, slowing down, and that's when you're going to hit the satisfaction point of eating and you'll stop yourself. So, yeah. you know, like why this topic is really important and I wanted Farah actually to speak about it is because a lot of people right now, because of the external stressors, because they're around a lot of family members, this situation right now is unnatural. And what does this lead us to? It leads us to actually unnatural behaviors. And that's why we're not mindful about anything we do anymore. So being in the moment, being present, enjoying and indulging everything that we eat would get us to be more at ease and eventually getting all the nutrients out of this food instead of being guilty and, you know, harming ourselves with the food we're eating. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think I actually uh, have... Um... I think I have a post about that, like how should, uh, you know, um, about uh, guilty eating and what, what are the steps that we can take 
to 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 help us reduce in the quantities um, uh, of our food if we think we're we're overeating. Um, so I mean, if you have any sort of questions, you can you know feel free to um, message me, um, and I'll be happy to to help. So, and don't uh, forget, think... you could guys actually join, um, go to our website, find Farah, and actually work with her. She's one of the uh, talented coaches that we have, um, and she's always up to giving um, everything she has, and that's what I love working with her. She's never hesitant to give everything she could to add value to you guys and you know just improve your lives. So by all means, you could reach her out um, and actually find all her packages as of uh, for now in our website or simply just reach her out and you know let her explain to you what would be suitable for you guys um yeah. i want to thank you farah literally for this amazing session it was very fruitful and uh, very useful to be honest and i hope you guys felt the same way and uh, benefit out of this um by all means please uh, feel free to add any inputs any questions you have and if you feel like that you have anything more and you want in-depth work please uh, speak to her privately or speak to me privately to actually give you the help needed to help you with your challenges. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much, uh, the nourishers. I, I, I'm just, I'm happy to be part of this, uh, uh, part of this network and uh, how it actually came about was you guys approached me in Ramadan um, and, and, and I'm happy. I, I, I just said, yes, I mean, let's do it, you know, because otherwise, um, otherwise things don't get done. You know, there's always stuff in life. Um, and sometimes you need a push and, and my push was, was you guys. Uh, so, so, so thank you guys. You're most welcome. Really glad to have you. And this is all about it. Um, you know, I just put this together is because I feel like I had the hesitancy when I first started and I wanted someone to support me and I know how it feels, especially being a full-timer when in this field, um, you know, there's a lot of doubts and a lot of uh, hesitancy, as I said, but as long as we are following this passion into adding value to people, having an impact and making a difference in this world, I want to work with people like that to empower them because imagine I myself how much I could do, but with you right now, we could even help even further and help even more people. So thank you once again to you. Thank you. Thank you everyone who has been with us and inshallah more to come.